Hello, Texas, and Happy New Year, and welcome to 2020 and the reboot of HelloTexasUSA.net. I'm Steve Peters, and I'm here with my best friend and fellow photographer, Tim Murphy. Hello, Texas. Uh, well, welcome to, I guess, what is uh, the, I guess this is going to be the first episode of the Hello, Texas podcast. Is, is that right? That's is right. That Epis- episode one. Episode numero uno, the first time around. You know, this is kind of a, this is, you know what, let's just get to it, man. It's just kind of a new thing for us. We, we, well, we've done some stuff all last year. We had a great time. Uh, we tested out a bunch of stuff and a bunch of stuff just didn't work. We're like, crap. And, and I think <laughs> we just sort of, well, you, let's just get down to it. You, you're the organization. I am the beauty. You are the brains. And I think we accept that. Uh, I mean, here we are, man. I, I think uh, we, we may have found our lane. Well, you and I have been working on this for over a year, year and a half now, trying to figure out what it is we are, what is Hello Texas? Nobody knows how to answer that. Uh, I've tried. At its at its core, it's you and I goofing off, and apparently, at least two people like watching it. So uh, every uh, now and then, it, if if I go live, I'd probably get three more. Does your wife count? Uh, yeah, yeah, my wife watches. Yeah, there be the three. Just, I just got to go live, man. That's it. We have a website now, hellotexasusa.net. Uh, yeah, and you know, and if anybody's been paying attention, if they'd have went there by now, they'd already seen you've already made a blog post kind of just laying everything out. Great job, by the way. Thanks. Is there anything you don't do good? No, well, I do everything halfway. Okay, so no, nothing good, everything just just middle of the road you're, um, you're like the okayest person i've ever known so <laughs> thank you you're welcome i love you <laughs> you're great you're all right you're all right so, okay. so, so in, in talking about what we wanted to do because we learned a lot in 2019 um what to do and what not to do uh yeah. Back a couple months ago, I was episode eight of uh, the Drinking Texas Drinking podcast. Texas podcast. I loved, you know, that's probably my favorite episode, <laughs> just because I haven't been on it yet. <laughs> well, yeah, it was it was surreal uh, sitting there and having four or five people surround you, at, waiting for you to answer a question into a microphone, and it was really the first time that I had done it like that, and it was fun and I watched them pull out this mixer and all these uh, microphones and we had dinner and we drank. Uh, they have the best uh, business plan in the world, by the way, they go to bars, they get free beer, free alcohol. They do a blog post about it. That's just genius. Um, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Yeah, it, It's a great idea. And they're, they're, they're top notch professionals. Uh, but, through that, I realized that, oh my gosh, they had that in the can for a week before it ever made air. What are we doing live stuff for? Let's just record it, which is what led us to here. Um, so they're not our competition. Uh, they're our good buddies, uh, and they're the cause of this idea. Um, that is what we're going to, this really the heart of you and I talking, uh, doing a podcast together. We're going to do interviews uh with musicians we know a lot of musicians uh we want to know a lot of musicians uh there's a lot of musicians that won't talk to us but there's a lot that will um we're going to talk to uh people let me me pause you right there because it's not just whenever whenever we think musicians most people whenever they think musicians they're they're thinking about a front guy of a band right that's what they're thinking about uh you know or you're thinking about um you say musician, I don't know, maybe you're thinking of Vince Neil or something like that. For our little genre, we're not looking for the front guys, per se. We're going to talk to the fifth Beatle. That's that's right. That's right. We're, we, we're, we're not even talking about the Ringo Stars. We're talking about the guy that got fired that Ringo Starr replaced. That's that's who we're looking to talk to. And, and, and I want to dig deep on a little bit more than so what did you drink last night i, I want to get to to songwriting and i want to get to family and i want to get to some of the stuff the, the the personal stuff that interests interests me and i think that uh not a whole lot of people uh dig into um 
and I think getting to know these guys is important. And yeah, and and we genuinely care. I I genuinely uh, love these kids up on stage. Uh, that get up there and pour their hearts out into songs, and practice for uh, seven days a week for eight hours a day, and make little to no money doing it. So, um, that's that's something that's going to come. And then you Some and I have stories are just phenomenal. Yeah, we have an interview uh, that we're going to play tonight. Uh, John Napier of Lily and the Implements. Uh, he's uh, had a solo career. Uh, he's continues to have a solo career, but he also plays bass for Lily, my favorite band of all time. I'm going to bring back the five. Uh, I had a good time doing it. it just kind of a uh, got busy and it was hard. So it may be in written form. It may be in photos. It may be in video. Maybe some of you all. Like you like lists anyway. So that, that just helps uh, out really good. Do I you? do like lists. In a little bit, we're going to make a list, by the way. And then you uh, are going to uh, revamp something that you've been doing uh, a form of. What's the, I guess the working title is called Inspirations with Tim Murphy. Man, I, I don't know. I, I don't really know what we're going to call it. I, I think it's kind of going to be a um, uh, maybe a little bit of a formal twist of the last lap, you know. And uh, yeah. I, that caught a little bit of a steam, you know. I, I was getting up early and going out walking a little bit, and. Um, but just the holidays have kind of slowed some of that down and, and, you know, and the concert season hit and just haven't really been doing it as much. And for whatever reason, people like some of the stuff I'd say. And so we're, we're going to probably try to approach that from a little bit more of an intentional perspective. And um, it's just, it's just funny that we would even, the fact that something would be considered coming from me, as encouraging or, or something that somebody would, would even want to listen to uh, still just kind of floors me a little bit. But yeah, we're so, going to put some of that together. So speaking of that, um, let's play your video that you made back on Sunday, the uh, 29th. 29th, uh, yeah. That just kind of introduces you and what that idea is about and uh, is a, what I think is a really good introduction to uh, Hello Texas USA 2020. Period. Uh, yeah, let's, let's well, go. Let's take a look at it. There we go. <laughs> Hello, Texas. I don't know if I'm supposed to be introducing myself. Hey, I'm Tim Murphy. I'm that other guy on the Texas thing, whatever y'all doing, that, that podcast video thing with the MP2 views and YouTubes and stuff. That thing there. What is that thing y'all do? We ain't got a clue, man. I, I don't know. Hey, honey. What's that thing y'all do on the YouTubes? Okie dokie. Hello, Texas. I don't know. We don't know exactly what it is. I, I, Steve tried to explain it. Hopefully, you are uh, on the interwebs. Hello, Texas, USA.net. Hopefully, you went there and you looked at the very first thing that Steven typed up, you have it, I want to suggest you go ahead and get on that and maybe get caught up. Sunday morning. Uh, get to the church and you know what? Today was one of those days that, okay, today was like almost every one of those days at Sunday morning church. We rehearse, we do all those things during the week. It doesn't matter what, but we get there on Sunday morning, there's something else is broke. We didn't have projectors today, so it stinks, but you know, it's those little things like that. I enjoy doing what I do so much. I know it's coming. I just don't know what's coming. I'm excited about that. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just excited about that because I know it's going to be something I ain't even thought of. And we got to figure that out. 
Is that bad? No, it's what you do. It's this right here. This is hard. It's especially hard because So she's like, she's making faces at me now. Oh my God. How difficult you want me to make it? <laughs> it's already kind of hard enough to do this whole making a video sort of thing as it is. Cause I've, I've, I've sort of struggled with that. That's part of the biggest reason I haven't been doing a whole lot more of it. I'm not near as creative as, as people think I am. So sometimes I need some, uh, some inspiration. Is that what we're gonna call it? We're gonna call it inspiration. So I, I Anytime I've ever done any of this, I've done it whenever there's not anybody else around. You know what else they call that? It's kind of a reason I, I usually do this when there's nobody else around. Because it just gets awkward. I don't, you know. You're going to have to get this with the washing machine going over there. I, I, I'm a fairly intentional per person, I guess. And, um... I say and um a lot, Donna. It's a lot to edit out when you say um a lot. Um, um, um. It, this is a little bit harder to do than what I was actually expecting it to mess around and be. You think it's just turn the camera on and just start recording, and it's just, it's, I think it's just kind of a little bit more than that. We're going to Sugar Bowl. We're going to Sugar Bowl. What? Come on. How about them dogs, y'all? Go, dogs. Just put that in there. Something, something, something. Blah, 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 blah. It's learning to accept that there's things that I don't particularly care for. It's you kind of got to do them. Be okay with the stuff that's not right. And this may be talking to some of y'all. This is your daily life. You're like, I love a good challenge. Well, la di da, good for you. I, I have bought into that lie the majority of my life that uh, if, if you're not working you know, 120 hours a week, and if you're not making $40 an hour, and if you don't drive two new cars, if you don't have all this stuff, if you don't work like a dog for it, well, you're lazy, not worth anything. That's a lie. Now, I'm not saying quit your job, I'm not saying any of that. In, in my mind, everything should be easy, right? I must be some kind of an idiot. I've just missed it. At least I feel like it. I don't feel comfortable standing in front of this camera like this. Melissa's in the other room going, oh, what kind of dumb stuff is he saying now? I know she's not, but she might be, right? Look at me go. Uh, uh, uh. It's finding out that some of these things that are kind of painful that make me uncomfortable are the things that make me grow the most. And they're not killing me. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, listen, that's, none of it's killing me. It just makes me uncomfortable to do it, this. And the more I do it, the more I get comfortable with it. Now, I'm still not happy about doing it right now. Oh, sure, I've done it all last year, and it was all fun and games. We did a last laugh, and we went a squirrel. We did all these things, and we, what did we do with it? Well, we didn't do nothing with it. Just let it sit there. It stopped. And I got a phone call yesterday from somebody, and I got this anxiety. Because it's something else I, I'd sort of started that I didn't finish. Well, I've got a few of those things. Well, there's a couple of them. There is no finish. You just start them and you keep doing them. And here we are. Me and Steve started Hello Texas last year. The year before. But you know what? We've decided we want to have some fun and be a little bit more intentional. So here we are. And we will both take on the world. Don't get your hopes up because if it doesn't look the way we want it to look, if it's not polished up real good uh, and it gets a little bit difficult and, and, and other people are going, hey, we want to pull you this way, you know what, we'll stop. We know we've seen us do it. Funny thing is we keep coming back to this. So this is going to be the first one of these this year. I just, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know. There's, there's some B-roll I shot. It may be in this and it may not. I don't even know. I know it's at the front of all these files. If I have learned anything in the past couple of years, it is don't think too highly of yourself, but do think of yourself. Don't stop. Don't stop, get it, get it. Don't stop. Don't stop. You got to be persistent. The one thing I have always been good at it's not giving up. I've given up on people. I've given up on family. I've given up on jobs. I've given up on relationships. I spent a pretty good period of my life giving up on God. For all the little things, one thing I don't give up on is I don't give up on life. 
I, I won't give up on life. And it, to the point that it's actually scared me a few times because what happens whenever I don't have this? Well, I, I kind of understand some of those things a little bit better now. I know me well enough to know that the me I used to be, I don't know. That, now I know that sounds a little trippy or whatever, but I'm going to put that on Jesus and I'm going to talk about that. You ain't got to listen, but it's going to come up. Probably going to talk about Android and Apple and why Apple is right and Android's just not. That's going to come up in conversation. I'm going to expect some of y'all to get mad at me at some point. You ain't going to agree with me and it's going to be okay. But we ain't giving up. I don't know what right is. There may not be a right, but we're going to keep doing it. I hope y'all kind of stick around for it a little bit. I, I don't know what this is, what this is going to be called, but we, we give up on trying to call names of stuff. We figure we'll figure it out when we figure it out. Just don't give up, y'all. Till next time. Ah! Wait, 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 wait. Don't leave. Don't leave. I've hijacked the podcast. Some things you need to know. First of all, that's Tim Murphy that's real life Tim not put on Tim if you ever meet Tim or you know Tim you know that that's who you get 24 hours a day seven days a week uh, one thing I know about Tim is that he's either all out or he's all in and uh, it's been true since I met him that was true with photography uh, with Melissa um, now with his church uh, and and that's a great thing and it's very inspirational to watch him go through it and 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 he will not fail it's one reason why i'm so excited and i've always been excited about hello texas because we don't even know what we're going to do and it's exciting because he's like the the gold bull and i'm just trying to rope him and keep him in a lane and uh on the flip side, he has to put up with me messing with all these uh, wires and stuff for six hours before we have things working because I really don't know what I'm doing. I just like to play with toys. That being said, last night we recorded 45 minutes of the podcast side-by-side uh, -side video on Skype, and it was really our first time to use Skype. And I had a button clicked wrong and 45 minutes down the tubes. So uh, instead of trying to edit all that, I've decided just to hijack the podcast at this point. Uh, Tim and Melissa are in New Orleans tonight and tomorrow for the Sugar Bowl. Uh, go dogs! Tim lives in Waco, and the Baylor Bears in Waco are playing his beloved Georgia Bulldogs. Um, he's promised to call in when he gets to the hotel. And I'm like, dude, you're in New Orleans. What the hell are you doing? Go have a good time. I've got it, or maybe I don't, but I got it. So I decided to just do a little segue there. Uh, we're going to go on to our next segment, which uh, is musician interview. Uh, as soon as I decided we were going to put this in the podcast, I had a short list of musicians that I wanted to talk to. Uh, and the very first one is somebody that I met in February of 2019. Uh, he's the bass player for Lily and the Implements. Uh, he's good friends with a lot of uh, people that I know, and we've gotten to be really, really good friends uh, this summer and this winter, and um, really thrilled for him and the band that he's with, uh, and just him personally. Uh, super talented guy, super fascinating. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. Here's my buddy, John Napier. Ladies and gentlemen, let me present to you uh, one of the top Texas singer-songwriters in the state, currently playing with Lillian the Implements here in uh, the local Central Texas area, Mr. John Napier. Hello, hello. Hello, Mr. Napier. How are you doing? Thank you for joining me tonight. I'm doing great. How are you, Steve? I'm doing great. Great. Ready for the new year. Yeah. Christmas uh, is over. Yes, sir. Y'all got big plans for 2020? Uh, hopefully, you know, the... Lily and the Implements records will uh, more than likely be out at some point, and we're booking shows, and I'm looking forward to maybe writing a new record myself. Really? Yeah. A solo album? Yeah. Yeah, another one. Another one. Well, do y'all have a release date yet for uh, Lily and the Implements album? Uh, I could lie to you and say we did, but we don't. We don't. <laughs> do y'all have, have an idea on when you'll be able to finish it? Well, we're we're hoping to. We're actually hoping to get in in between Christmas and the New Year, but I don't think that's going to happen. So probably right after the New Year, we'll get in 
and finish. We're either going to cut three or four more songs or just finish the ones we have. And hopefully, hopefully, and I don't feel like I'm saying anything anybody wouldn't agree with. I would say springtime. Okay. Y'all got a a title for the album or you're just going to be Lily and the Implements? You know, I don't know. That hadn't been discussed. Probably just Lily and the Implements unless, unless, you know, something else comes up. Where did y'all record it down in San Antonio? Uh, we recorded at Cibolo. It's an old friend of mine, Chet Himes. Opened a studio down there in, uh, oh, God, don't give me the line. I can't remember the boys, the boys that worked for him. Um, James and Landis, mainly Chet. I've known Chet for, oh, 15, 20 years probably. And it's a great studio. Great studio. Have you recorded, have you recorded there before? No, I had not. I've, I've worked with all those guys. That was my first time in that studio. Let's go back a little bit. Um, you're originally from West Virginia. West Virginia. Yep. What part of West Virginia was it? Was it Morgantown or a rural part? Or there's a little city called Parkersburg. It's right on the Ohio River. Marietta, Ohio, is on the other side. And I almost said I grew up. That never happened. I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> about probably 20 minutes from the Ohio River, about an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half south of Wheeling, right up right up there in the kind of tri-state, north-central area. And were you a musical kid or a jock or what kind of kid were you? Um, I was all over the place. I really, I really liked the woods and I really always liked music, but I was what, all over the place. What got you into music? Uh, just music itself, and then my my grandma started kind of teaching me some chords and some Carter family music, and then there was a neighbor that taught me some stuff, and then I just, you know, grew up playing with a couple of guys my age, and I don't know, it's just something to do other than drink and do drugs, probably. <laughs> did, you, did you have a band, or did you just play, uh, what, what? What would your uh, your path to to get you on stage to singing in front of people? Well, you know, I'll tell you, and and I've been in touch with the guy here lately. He just uh, is finally getting some some accolades after years and years. Mike Morningstar is a real important West Virginia singer songwriter, and he's an activist and just an amazing guy. And I was, I think I was twelve, maybe thirteen, something like that, and went with some friends to see him play and like seeing him play just by himself I'd never really seen anybody do that like that and it kind of you know I was in and out of different bands but that was kind of my main thing after that because it's always like at some point no matter what band I'm in I just always end up on the stool by myself right you know and uh, he kind of he's kind of been a a long time mentor for that, you know. Was it? Wh- how did you get to know him? How, where did Where did he come from? Well, he's from uh, Glenville. Like I said, he's really well known around there, East Coast, and and just over time, we just became really good friends, and uh, you know, have stayed in touch since I've lived out here. And he's just kind of. I don't know. Just would just get closer as you know as time goes by. He's just great. He's he's a wonderful songwriter and really really talented guy. So what got you uh, from playing music in West Virginia down to Texas? A number of things. There really wasn't a lot to do around there. You know, to be a songwriter or whatever. I always say that if, if I'd stayed there, I'd still be singing in a southern rock tribute band singing Bad Company, but I don't know if I can sing like <laughs> Paul Rogers anymore, but there just wasn't much, you know, just a lot of bar bands and just biker rallies and stuff like that, and there really right. wasn't wasn't much for being a songwriter, and I was just getting in trouble, and small town, and 
Is is that what you wanted to do? Is be a singer songwriter? Stay, stay in trouble. <laughs> yeah, stay. In, well, isn't that, isn't that the same thing? If you're a songwriter, you stay in trouble. Yeah, pretty much different. goes hand in hand. But yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to. I wanted to do what I do now. You know, never really. I guess I went through a phase where I wanted to make a whole bunch of money or something like that, and I did all that stuff except make a whole bunch of money, and I'm pretty content doing what I do, you know? Yeah, I understand. <laughs> so you just packed up and moved down here just because you needed a place to play? or My my parents were out here. Oh, okay. And kind of offered me an opportunity to get out of there. That's how I ended up in Waco for a little while. Everybody that I talked to... When they ask me where I live first here, I say Waco, and they're like, wow, you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I was in Waco for a little while and headed this direction, just all over the place. But, yeah, it was just an opportunity, and, and, you know, I knew that there was a lot more happening here than there was there. What happened once you got here? I know parts of the story. What what kicked it off for you and got you uh, recording albums and You've you've seen my Spotify feed and what I listen to the most. So, well, what, you know, it was a lot of lot of different things. You know, I I played around that area a little bit and then headed for Austin. But you know, probably one of the first major things was, you know, I think it was the second night that I was in in Waco. I met I met Billy Joe and Eddie, and if I was ever questioning if I was doing the right thing by moving to Texas. You know, Billy Joe Shaver and Eddie Shaver. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and I ran with them a while, especially Eddie. And just it was just a real magical time. And magical, that's a word for it. Did you play with them? Yeah, yeah, and just you know hung out and ran around with them and opened you know quite a few shows and traveled and did crazy stuff. It was just really cool, you know, being where I was from and. All those people seemed like they were from another world to me, and you know they were people you saw on TV. And then all of a sudden, I'm running with them. There's been a lot of that over time. And and then when I got to Austin, started working with Bill Johnson, who I still work with today, and he's a dear friend. And you know we started recording together. And then I got into the sound end of it, you know, and did a lot of sound work. And then I had my studio in Spicewood, where I did the first album and uh seven years later eight years later something like that yeah it usually takes about usually takes you know i think it's going to take like six months and they usually take five years at least so 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 was that first one was that sun coming up uh no the first one was uh find something new okay that was uh, you, i don't know if I you have, have that one no you, you sent it to me i have it yes oh okay. yeah I, i'm pretty sure i do <laughs> If I don't, um, bad friend on my part there. If you don't, I'll get it to you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'll, 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 I'll wear the tape off the tape is what I, what I tell people is. Come on out of me is one of my favorite albums, and again I mentioned my Spotify feed because Spotify did that thing of what I listened to most this decade and this this year, and that was the the leader of the pack basically. That made um, my day too, by the way, when you when you made me aware of that. Maybe yeah, yeah I, I, it, it, it's kind of a, back, I won't say background movie, it's a soundtrack for, for my morning and afternoon. So talk about recording that one, because that's, again, one of my favorite albums. And Well, and I'll tell you what, that, uh, um, it, it's nice when, when people tell me that, because it was definitely, it was definitely one of, one of the coolest processes I've ever done. We started, we started with uh, Justin Douglas, Back when he was just, uh, he was doing, uh, it was called Shine Studio, where I had actually recorded stuff years before that, and then it became another studio, and that's a whole other talk. That's that's a bunch of full circle stuff. But anyway, we started with him. We did uh, bass and drums with him so we could record. To, we wanted bass and drums to two-inch tape, and uh, then... You know, we cut guitars and different stuff. I was going to say that, I mean, you said you you end up a stool and a guitar, but that album has so many layers of different <laughs> sounds on it. That's what that's what gets me. I can hear the solo artist, 
but that album is not a, that that's that's a lot of people or you you playing a bunch of instruments coming together on there. Well, that's what happens when you give a crazy hillbilly a bunch of money and tell him to make a record. <laughs> <laughs> horns? We didn't talk about horns, but you know. Yeah, there are horns. horns. I, I think a, a pian- electric piano or an organ or something in there. And yeah, and you know, actually, uh, that that was the. Uh, I loved Strange Brew when it was around, and I loved playing there. And uh, Scott Ward that owned Strange Brew or ran Strange Brew or however all that worked. They there it was one of the best working Hammond B3s around. When it came time to cut the, the Hammond parts, they gave us the lounge side for a whole day. And Stuart Cochran went in and cut all the parts. Then there's some uh, there's some Wurlitzer on there that was cut in Matt Laura's living room where I was living at the time. And that's where we cut a bunch of the guitars and a lot of the vocals. We cut some of the vocals at Kenny Williams' studio in Spicewood. And then... We did the girls' vocals at uh, All Saints Episcopal Church in Austin. I had done a South by Southwest showcase there and liked the place a lot and liked the the sound. And it was, mm-hmm. I think it was done, I think it was built like with the Edison design for projection. And so we rented the church for a day and cut vocals there and cut the horns in another church in Round Rock. I can't remember the name of that church. My buddy Colin McDonald that I worked with on a bunch of that was doing some work at that church, and it seemed like an ideal place to cut horns, so that's what we did. <laughs> Not bad. It's surreal going from uh, sitting on a stool to to going to multiple locations to record different sounds for for an epic album like that. And that's that's just part of part of what I love to do. And you know, I was in the mood, you know, quite a big production on that and we did it and but I have said here recently that the, the next one I do is gonna be you know, I've I've done all the big production stuff and I've I wanted to do that for a long time with you know, with the vocals and the horns and all that stuff and I think the next one is gonna be back to uh you know, especially with the last four or five years, all the stuff that Wes Perryman and I have done, I think it's going to be a lot more like that. Brought up Wes. You and Wes have been friends for a long time. How, how did y'all meet? How did that relationship uh, bloom? Well, it was kind of crazy because, <laughs> <laughs> surprise, surprise, back to that studio in Spicewood, when I lived in that area in Waco and around that stuff, Wes was, you know, quite a few years younger than me. And I think he's like five years younger than me. And so when he kind of came on the scene playing and stuff, I was already gone. But we knew so many of the same people. And he knew a guy, Nate Rodriguez. You know Nate. Mm -hmm. I do. And Nate and I were doing some stuff together. And I actually had started sort of a sort of a Leon Russell kind of gospel album, which kind of got interrupted. It was never finished, which it should be finished, but Nate was playing drums on it. And somebody had taken some video during a session, and somehow Wes saw that, and we got in touch somehow. I don't remember how. It was a lot of, a lot of brain cells ago. I think... I think he invited me up from Spicewood maybe to play maybe in Belton with him. I don't know, but however, he ended up, he would start coming to Pooties when I was doing my songwriter show at Pooties, and we just, you know, every time we got together, it was just a little bit better, and uh, then I started hanging out at the farm, and then I left Spicewood and, you know, lived at the farm, and and I can I can understand that. Once you know Wes, it, it's easy just to say, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna live with you." And uh, <laughs> well, you know, every time I would go, we would we would play up there or something. Every time I would go, I was gonna spend like one night, and I ended up staying four or five. And, and then finally, at one point, they were just like, "Why don't you just come home to the farm, dude? Why don't you just come home?" And right. so that turned into three or four years living there on and off, I guess. So, 
and I guess you, I guess you have to know West to understand how that's just normal. It doesn't. That's not a surprising move at all. You just like, yeah. I'll, uh, oh man, he, he's uh, he's my dear brother for sure. Absolutely. I, I understand. And and before I knew you, I just knew you as Wes's buddy John. I, but back when when Wes was first starting out, and I think I got a picture of you in the truck with him that, that he used for Dude, some I marketing. Was, <laughs> I was just I was just gonna say that I remember the day we were in Temple. And we were—I think we were headed to O'Brien's for something. Yeah, yeah, y'all were and, y'all were in the alleyway right next to O'Brien's. And, and you were walking, you were walking down the street, and Wes goes, "Hey, that's Steve Peters." And that was the, that was the day that I met you, right there. Yeah, I I, I just knew you as—I didn't even know you as John Napier, just John. So, so I and you, I got to know you really with with Lily's band. That that's when that's when the in Salado uh, at Barrow. That was the first time I really got to sit down and talk to you for any length of time, and and I've been having a John Napier love fest since February. I just, how has it been playing with Lily? Well, it's it, man, it's it's been uh, amazing. You know, of course, she's an amazing talent, and uh, we're all pretty. Uh, and I, all I, pretty. I understand y'all never have had one fight. <laughs> <laughs> and you know how I feel about lions. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, y'all y'all are good, but I, I the the thing that I love most about y'all's y'all's group is all four of y'all are uh, can stand on your own, but together y'all are just devastatingly gorgeous. Well, you know it's the way it came together. I know I know you've heard the story, but Lily had gotten in touch with Wesley. Because she had some gig or something, and her and I argue about not argue, we don't argue, but we. I don't think that. I think that Evan was just hanging out. Lily says he was there to play, but I think Evan was just well, hanging out because Evan, Evan tells been, Evan tells a story that he was hanging out. I think. And now, you know, I can't say in, in Lily's defense, you know, I could <laughs> well, I could have it, been impaired. It, in some it sounds it sounds better to say Evan was just hanging out, and all of a sudden he's like, yeah, "I'll play." I'll do it. Well, I made I made the joke that day that because she was coming out to run through these songs with Wes, and I made the joke that I wasn't playing bass. I wasn't going to do it. Of course, yeah, you know what I do now. But I ended up playing bass. But but I really meant it. Like I wasn't going to play bass. And but I heard her and I heard her songs and her voice and it just kind of I don't know. That's just where it, where it started and. And well, it's crazy because for those the, the, just the background of Lily. For those that don't know, Lily Milford. I'm unapologetically all aboard the Lily Milford train. That I met her when she was singing for Hangar 24, uh, kind of a rock band in, in Temple with co-lead singers, her and uh, Megan Day. And she went solo. And just I've always been a, a huge fan. And I'm just. So pleased that she has a band, but even more pleased that she has a band of you, Wesley, and Evan to play with because it's just the, the the talent on that stage. And I keep saying it is, I want to be your fantasy manager and get y'all on like network television or something because that, that's how good y'all are. You know, of course, like we talked about, Wes and I go back quite a ways, and you know, we met Evan just if I remember right. Not saying that I do, but if I remember right, it, it was just a couple of weeks before, you know, we hit it off with Lily. Evan hadn't been hanging around that much, and and Wes and I were playing just a, an acoustic thing, and Evan came up and met us, and you know, we've just loved Evan like a little brother ever since. And, and Evan Shepard, uh, he was playing with South Maine, with uh, which is now uh, they call it the Lucas Woolley Band. And I didn't know I, that's what they were called before. Yeah, they were South Maine. And I remember, and it was only a couple of months before he, he hooked up with y'all, and I remember him as a drummer, drummer for them. I'm like, man, he, he was really, he had that personality behind the kit. And I'm like, you just got to do more hair flips and smile more. And <laughs> compared to that first time to now, is he just makes drummer faces the whole show. So yeah. uh, it's, uh, and he's a great drummer. So 
what more could what more could you ask for? And he's a songwriter too. I just uh, exactly right, man. He is he's becoming a great songwriter and a very thoughtful songwriter and just a very thoughtful musician. And he uh, he really has a, a you know an all the way around feel for stuff and and he's just funky. Great dude. So something we skipped over through all of this is you're just drifting around playing music with all these great people. In the middle of it, you got kids and and all that going on. How do you balance or not balance? I mean, I, it's hard enough to balance it without gigs at night, but how do you balance all that? Well, I have a very patient ex-wife, put it that way. Yeah, and, um, who, and, and, and who is also an amazing singer-songwriter. Right. You know, it's not. It's definitely not conventional, and you know, I'm certainly not rolling in the dough. So it it just takes a lot of, I guess, just a lot of understanding and patience on a lot of people's part. And you still play with your ex-wife on occasion, just recently, as a matter of fact. We did just a couple of weeks ago. We played the uh, we played Hole in the Wall. She's got a, I think it's a monthly or twice a month show she does there yeah it's always fun we've written some good stuff together and i always enjoy singing with her she's got one of my favorite voices and we have three wonderful kids and they're all really talented and uh we're just pretty pretty fortunate to get along and nice did you get to see your kids for christmas did they have a good christmas i did i did we spent christmas eve and Christmas part of Christmas Day together. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. Absolutely, very good. How about you? How was your? Christmas? It was great. We're we're doing new stuff with Hello Texas coming up, and I don't know how far back you know know me, but for some reason I dress up as Santa Claus on Christmas Eve and pass stuff out to people, just because for no other reason that I I, I try not to do anything halfway, and my kids got a lot out of it, so. We used to make oh. like thirty dozen cookies and pass them out to homeless and fire departments and that kind of stuff. And last year we kind of lost the spark. It was too cold and nobody wanted to open the door. And so this year we decided that we were just going to focus all our efforts on one person or family. There's a lady that I know from the concerts uh, at Chef's Barbecue in Belton uh, who's pregnant, fiance that that travels and got a cute little fourth grade kid so i gave him my wii and we raised six hundred dollars and gave him a laptop and some stuff to help out with the baby and and help them communicate long distance when he's on the road with his job and it was it was really cool and then behind that my kids got everything they wanted they're in there they're in the other room right now playing playstation listening to music on their new headphones and all that kind of stuff so nice uh, Pretty cool moments all weekend long. So, you know, I'll, I'll edit all this out of the phone call because nobody cares. About <laughs> <it>. so, <laughs> your influences. I, what would you What would you call yourself? Hippie soul. I, I've I've been trying to tell people how I would uh, put you into a box, and it's hard to do. It's hard to put Lily and implements into a box, which is one of my favorite things about y'all. Yeah, and it's it's just as it's just that that question is always just difficult for me and a lot of Lily and the Implements I think we're all real similar in the fact that we have a lot of different influences and, and it's kind of where it all meets especially with me and Wes it's hard because I grew up with a lot of gospel and bluegrassy stuff and southern rock and soul music and country music and hillbilly music and I just man just a little bit of everything, and uh, so it kind of comes out the other end, I guess. I don't know. I see. I don't you, know. That's a hard you, question. You, you mentioned doing a Leon Russell uh, type album, and I kind of view I view that as probably one of your major influences. Maybe the am I wrong to say the Almond Brothers? Maybe. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and, and 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 some Neil Young in your uh, songwriting is what I hear. I mean, just if, if I'm trying to figure out where it came from man absolutely yeah. and and you know steven stills and dave mason and and shit, carter stanley rod cooter you know just just i mean it's all over the place it yeah. changes all the time you know but you know talking about that gospel album that really makes me want to dig in and finish that thing that might need to be that might need to be something that happens but uh 
And one of the main reasons that it that it came out with such a Leon Russell feel because Sammy Powell was playing keys on it and Nate was playing church drums on it and it just really had that. Uh, let's see who was playing bass. B.B. Morris was playing bass. I think we may need to revisit that. Yeah, I'd love it. That was good stuff. Uh, you, you mentioned you're going to record more tracks. How many tracks are y'all looking to put on the album? Well, if I remember right, we've got eight pretty much finished. And we talked about three or four more. But then, like I said, we talked about uh, just leaving it where it was and saving those others for the next one, you know, and as a start on the next one. But I'm not real sure. We just kind of decide that stuff on the fly, and and I'm sure that I'm sure that everybody else has their thoughts on it, and and I'm not real sure. But I know last I talked to Wes about it, we were talking about maybe just going with what we had, and I think there are eight. Yeah, so. I've, I've seen the set list, and and I know most of the songs uh, on it, so I'm I'm just ready to have a have a see y'all pass out CDs at a at a show or something, or even uh, if it's a USB or whatever you do. Yeah, uh, to get the music out there. That's put on I agree. all that stuff. I'm just yeah. I'm excited for everybody else to know about about all four of y'all. So yeah, it's a great it's a great band. I'm I'm definitely proud to be part of it for sure. I tell everybody the the whole reason that I'm a photographer of this genre of music is you can listen all day long to old and new stuff. And my favorite music is at the bar down in downtown temple or waco or belton or wherever people on the the corner are playing better more thoughtful soulful music than than 99.9 percent of the stuff you hear on the radio or that people are actually listening to well and i i would like to mention that we're just going we're just going on a year of being a band being together and i just you know i want to definitely say thanks to you and and uh, Deckman and Winston and uh, um, Jason Deckman, Christopher Winston, uh, other from friend of, photographer friends of mine that, uh, and that, Becky and Becky Steinauer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like we couldn't. Like there's there's no way. I mean, y'all are y'all are part of our uh, success in the last year. We probably if we we probably couldn't have afforded y'all. <laughs> eventually you'll be able to pay me if y'all get big enough you'll be able to <laughs> well we just we just appreciate everything y'all have done and and uh you know making us look pretty uh, that's the easy part i got, I got on my wall i got a picture of the four of you and you and uh wes are looking at each other smiling i think one of y'all told me i were like can you believe he's taking our picture or something like that so it's uh, hard to tell. You know, I see those pictures of Wes and I, and usually one of us has some sort of shit-eating grin on our face, and we're usually <laughs> wondering, like, I wonder what you said, or I wonder what you said. I'd like to know, because that looks I, funny. You know? I think I think Wes told me, he said, did he ask us to smile or something like that? I was trying ah. to get you all to be all professional, and I couldn't get... It's like herding cats with, with musicians. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So. Maybe that's what we should call the record, herding, herding cats. cats. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of fitting. Yeah, it really is. It really is. I sure appreciate you sitting down and talking with me tonight, being on the premiere episode of Hello Texas Podcast. That's awesome. That's great, yes, man. Sir. Yes, sir. It'll be out there in the Ethernet for everybody to enjoy for billions of years to come. Billions. This is Steve with John Napier. Hello, Texas. There we go. And there we go. So special thanks to John Napier for that. Uh, and y'all stay tuned to Lily and the Implements. Uh, they got some big things coming. Uh, check them out live whenever you can. It's totally worth whatever the ticket price is. And when their new album comes out, it's going to set the world on fire. And I just wish the best success for John, Evan, Wes, and Lily that I that they deserve. Uh, all four of them are outstanding musicians, and it's worth everybody's time. Now, Tim was supposed to be back for this last segment, but to be honest, he is in New Orleans with his lovely wife, Melissa, and they are about to walk into the Superdome to watch the Georgia Bulldogs pummel the Baylor Bears, uh, or vice versa. We'll see. Um, but it's about to happen here in a couple hours, and they are 
having a great time in New Orleans. And what Tim and I wanted to wrap up this video with, that he and I recorded a couple nights ago and then the video failed, was our favorite moments of 2019. Um, and with Hello Texas, there were a bunch of individual favorite moments, but uh, us as a group, really amazing, amazing year. We'll start off with uh, Tim and I were invited to go down to Austin and uh, do a photo shoot of a uh, meet and greet with Tom Herman of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, and it turned into one of the most fun events uh, that we had been to for some time. Uh, we got to meet Bob Cole, uh, got to hang out with Rita Ballou and her husband and Eric Rains and some cool guys from the Horn. And Tim and I got lost and just wandered in the uh, hallways of Memorial Stadium and why we didn't get arrested, I don't know. We were places we had no business being uh, for a good hour or two before we found where we were supposed to be. And got to meet and talk to Tom Herman uh, briefly, uh, but it was just a really good time. Uh, we'll list that as our number five favorite moment. Our number four favorite moment may not be a favorite moment because we failed, and but we learned a whole heck of a lot through it, was our talk show at Scores in downtown Belton on July 3rd. Uh, Jeff Potvin and his wife were kind enough to let us... Uh, hang out there and try to set up a bunch of cameras and a uh, laptop and try to do a, kind of a, a live broadcast. Uh, it would have worked too if nobody was there because everybody showed up and the cell phone signal and the internet uh, got too crowded and we couldn't get a signal out. Uh, so we ended up uh, improvising and doing it off our phone uh, and Lily Milford and Michael Carabelli uh, we're nice enough to show up and, uh, it was, it was a good interview, but, uh, we wanted so much more. It's kind of what kind of sparked, uh, what we're doing now. And, uh, Eddie Pruitt, uh, we still owe you a, uh, an interview and a live broadcast or, or something because you were the musical guest and it just never, never got that far. Uh, but we'll put that as number four, uh, because it was a memorable moment for us and, uh, we learned a lot. And uh, we promoted the heck out of it. A lot of people showed up and uh, nobody was disappointed because it was a beautiful uh, train wreck, uh, but it was a train wreck nonetheless. Let's do a bonus one before we get to the top three. Tim was able to uh, hook up with the people from the Susan G. Komen uh, breast cancer walk uh, and let uh, Bailey and I tag along uh, one Saturday morning on uh, the Brazos in Waco and it was a powerful, powerful time. Uh, I got so much out of it. Uh, Tim got so much out of it. Melissa did. I got to bring Bailey. And as always, my daughter, is she's 16 now. Uh, when she picks up the camera, she knows what to do. And um, so many uh, warriors on that walk. And we just had a great time. The top three moments from 2019 for Hello, Texas. And in any order, these can be taken. We'll do number three as Larry Joe Taylor. Uh, Tim got to go for a few days and uh, it's just overwhelming if you've never been before. Uh, I'm sure as a uh, person in my 20s, uh, it could be life-changing uh, in many ways. But uh, the music alone, I just got to go up on Saturday and saw uh, so many uh, great stars that crossed off my bucket list. Uh, Notably, Prophets and Outlaws, Roger Crager, Walt Wilkins, Kevin Fowler, Cottonwood Crows. Um, the list goes on and on. Heck, backstage, I happened to sit in a lawn chair and Brian White of the Damn Quells was uh, passed out in the lawn chair next to me from a long night. And uh, uh, I freaked out, fanboyed a little, uh, even though he had no interest in, uh, in caring about anybody around him at the time. Uh, we did a little Hello Texas uh, intro, and uh, it was it was it was surreal is the word for it. But look forward to trying to go back at least for one day this year. I'm sure Tim will be there for three or four. And uh, if you see us, say hi. It, it's a fun time. Number two, uh, we'll put Heartfest uh, on this list. Jody from Texas Homegrown Radio is having some health issues, and Mike Stanley. Uh, good friend of ours put together this festival at the backyard in Waco and it really was uh it, it had three or four very surreal moments 
William Clark Green headlined. Uh, Clayton Landy from Six Market Boulevard had his band there. That was really special. Sunday Drivers, Kanan Bryce, Shea Abshire, uh, Buck Fuffalo I got to see and meet. Uh, so many others. John Dempsey, Michael Saldana, uh, the Calamity Janes, the Hooser Brothers, Steve Helms. There's probably 10 or 20 others that I'm, I'm leaving out, but uh, it was just such a uh, powerful day. And uh, one thing about HeartFest is Mike Stanley does a cover of a song from his good friend, Kylie Ray Harris. And she had passed away just a few weeks earlier from a tragic car accident up in New Mexico. And uh, when he started planning it, I knew I wanted to get it on video, but all of a sudden, every artist at the festival was up on stage singing it, and it was just so powerful uh, for everybody on stage and in the audience that witnessed it. They raised a lot of money uh, for Jody and got to meet so many people, and it was just such a powerful, powerful day. Mike was uh, nice enough to put crackers and cucumbers and Hello Texas on the bill as uh, media. I will go to bat for that guy anytime, uh, him and Jody, anytime uh, we're there. And the number one, which is kind of a no-brainer, Coke Fest. Now, we knew for a long time that we were going to get to shoot Coke Fest, but we had some amazing, amazing access. And it was really the first time that Tim, Melissa, me, and Bailey got to work together as a team, had a shot list, had responsibilities, had um, vendors that we had to take care of, uh, and had really all access, more access than uh, anybody else in the place. Eric Rains and Rita Blue and um, Lise Hudson, um, Leslie, everybody at Coke was uh, so nice to us. We were treated like kings. We had our own RV for a day uh, after we kind of got bumped from an RV on day one because uh, somebody didn't have one and so they gave it to Joe Diffie. So Joe De uh, so ours went to Copper Chief and uh, so we ended up uh, at a tent outside, which was fine with for us. Uh, but day two, we had the RV back and Bailey had mentioned that she wanted some uh, uh, Gatorade. So there was a refrigerator full of it. Just stuff like that was just amazing. Not to mention the acts that we got to see. Um, we got to hang out with Parker McCollum and Co. Wetzel backstage, and Co's band is always so cool to, to hang out with. Um, Bailey had wide eyes the whole time and got to take a picture with Co. Uh, she got to meet uh, Randall King. She didn't know it was Randall King until we took the picture because uh, he wasn't in his cowboy hat. He was just kind of walking around incognito. Uh, Cody West, Reed Southall, and then um, Cody Johnson and got to hang out with Milestone, uh, Joey Prusky. All of that was uh, overwhelming. And really, I got to meet uh, Kylie Ray Harris that day. Uh, it was just a couple weeks before she passed away. And I got to tell her what a fan I was. And she gave me a hug and she listened and she talked to Bailey and she was interested. And uh, we just really connected and we talked uh, on the internet a couple times after that about maybe doing something with Hello Texas and she was going to be busy the week that we had planned it in New Mexico and that was the, the tragic week. So that, that's memorable for that alone, but everything went uh, as good as it could have gone uh, at Coke Fest that week. Everybody was so nice. Uh, everybody at Coke deserved all of the accolades they got. Got to hang out a little bit backstage with Rio Trippiano of Copper Chief. That guy's a beast on guitar, but dang, he's a party animal and has a good time. Just everywhere we were, he was kind of in the area smiling. I think he held the ladder for somebody to, to fix the the Jumbotron. And then when Co Wetzel got on stage, they... They blacked out the second K of K-O-K-E, so it just said Co. Thanks to Eric and Rita for uh, really going to bat for us and uh, helping us out whenever. And uh, all of the, the brass at uh, Coke FM behind the scenes, uh, they worked their tails off, and it's such a great, great outfit. So that's it. That's all we got. Um, hope you enjoyed Episode 1 of uh, Hello Texas Podcast. Uh, special thanks to John Napier. Uh, I want to give a shout out to some of the um, unknown people that inspired this, which is Quade Addison. Love your podcast, dude. 
you have all the guests that I want to have. I'm not as cool as you. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I think you, you do. The guys from the co-write, uh, Brad at Galley Winter is involved with them a little bit. It was just a guest here recently. Uh, if you want to listen to some good music content uh, about music, that's a good one to start with. And then, of course, the ones that really uh, spark this are my buddies over at Drinking Texas. Uh, go find them on a podcast channel near you. Uh, they had me as episode eight, uh, out in uh, round rocks where we recorded it. Uh, but everything they do, every time they show up, it's a good time, uh, for everybody around them. And, uh, I just can't say enough good things about drinking Texas. And we're going to do something together. Mark my words. We're going to do something together doing this in the future with me and Tim and, all the guys over there, uh, it's going to be uh, one of those cross-promotion great times. Uh, I'm going to make it happen. So for Steve at Hello Texas and Tim. So there it is. We made it. All of our new best friends right here behind us. We're here. So that's it. So go dogs. Bye, Texas. So long, Texas. See you next time.